Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host as we record over the holidays. Uh, happy holidays to all. Um, and today we will be covering Sunflower by Vampire Weekend. You know, Kevin, I was a little surprised. Uh, you don't see Vampire Weekend. They have a few movie tracks, but to put this on uh, into the Spider-Verse was a little weird. And then to have sway lee and post malone uh featured on the song you know it's it's a really different vampire weekend song it's it's remarkable what these guys are branching out towards i mean i know i told you that lp5 is going to be like free jazz like snarky puppy stuff but i mean they just don't even i mean they want hip-hop i mean it's really remarkable here yeah Um, and then then, i mean holiday (laughs) with the whole christmas song thing i mean it's really just remarkable Um, we have a we have a band here in actuality though like this is very different than their other songs. Like, what <laughs> other Vampire Weekend song has like a funk beat? You know, yeah, like true. this is this is a banger. Um, we're very lucky to have this as a part of the discography. Um, it is just wild to me that two songs that were pretty well known mm-hmm. came out the same year, titled <laughs> Sunflower. <laughs> and, yeah, and then Harry Styles has a Sunflower too. Um, came out around the same time as well sunflower yeah sunflower volume which has another great guitar part not dissimilar to what we hear in this song in, yeah. in my opinion um the sunflower cinematic universe the yeah no, so we, we got something here you know that's kind of a nice little triangle there um i'm not a huge post fan but i like what he does so i mean welcome to the club <laughs> yeah it's did you see uh vampire weekend play on bbc radio where they did sunflower but transitioned into the post malone sunflower you know i saw that they did it but i didn't actually see it's pretty good the video of it i should see that i am kind of disappointed myself for having not watched it um i was i started doing my research on the train i told nico um and i forgot that the music video for sunflower made me nauseous so trying to watch them the train i got about a minute in before i felt like i was going to throw up so i had to stop yeah yeah, it's the music video is is a creative piece of art. Yeah, it, he, it is Jonah Hill directing. I I forget that he and Ezra are boys. Like it's just kind of like, I guess when you live in Hollywood and like you do have like a modicum of celebrity to you, like you are just gonna end up in these circles, you know. Yeah. And it's weird that like even in like the internet age that like regionality still has a part of that, but I guess it does, you know. What's your favorite Jonah Hill movie, Kevin? Um, super. I mean, super bad. Like, is like a legitimately like moving film for me, and that's like weird to say because it's like a dumb movie. But like, I don't know what it is. It's like a coming of age movie with really dirty jokes, many of which I think we've talked about on the show have not aged well since two thousand seven. But still, a very good movie nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. My mine's gotta be Moneyball. I, okay, I haven't seen Moneyball movie. yet. This mm. is another one of my like huge like derelictions of like cultural, you know, like huge blind spot because I haven't seen Spider Verse either. I know. People say Spider Verse is like one of their favorite movies. For, for I don't those, know. I don't even know why I'm here. To be for honest, for those who don't know, Kevin has actually a lot of pop cultural blind spots that come up every once in a while, and I'm just shocked. Spider Man is one of the big ones. No, yeah, I should be in Spider Man. I think we talked about this. The only reason that I'm a vampire weekend fan at all is because i heard this life and i'm like this is like rock and <laughs> <laughs> now i'm here 
Look where that got you. Wow. Yeah. Dangerous slope. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, but yeah, here we are uh, kind of coming full circle. I've kind of been in a bit of like a, you know, like funk kind of like jazz fusion thing as of late. And so this is a good song for me because it's, it kind of packs all that in like two minutes. Um, oh, yeah. Musically, this is a beautiful thing. Um, the guitar part at the beginning is, I mean, it's, it's great. I just tried to play it on my electric and I can't play that fast because I'm not good at guitar, but like, it's pretty much just like you're going up a scale. Yeah. Um, and someone, I don't know if it was Rolling Stone described it as proggy. I mean, I guess that's like, I guess, um, I don't know if playing the full major scale is prog rock, but I mean, <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> um, I'll take it. Yeah. It's definitely very Steve Lacey esque. Um, and I don't know any of his other music, um, which is kind of something. He has some good stuff. Yeah, that's what that's what I've heard. The he's in the internet, which is really good, and then also has some good solo stuff as well. But his okay, last solo I, album was kind of out there, and it took me a while to really like. But I, I do like it. This is this is how out of the loop I am. When I read the Rolling Stone review of this song, when it said internet guitarist. Steve Lacey, I thought they meant that he was like an e-boy, uh, but it turns <laughs> out that he's in a band that I'm learning just now is called The Internet. Correct. Uh, so that's pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this set of songs, Sunflower is part of the Steve Lacey trilogy with yes. Father of the Bride. So you got a trilogy that starts with sympathy where Steve Lacey starts with sometimes I take myself too seriously. It's not that serious. And then you have sunflower and then flower moon. He's only credited on the last two because mm -hmm. he actually sings in the last two, but well, he doesn't sing in flower moon, but he plays the guitar. Yeah. And this is, um, I think we talked about this, but this is kind of like, one of those deals where the album just puts like 30 or 40 people in a room and you just kind of figure it out. And so, you know, crediting, not crediting. I mean, Danielle's on pretty much every track, which is only credited in certain cases with the with the featured billing there. They said um, this was the first feature before Danielle. That Steve Lacey was the first person to be featured on a Vampire Weekend song. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's based on release or based on recording. Well, were any of the other singles featuring Danielle Himes? Harmony Hall, 2021, Sunflower, Big Harmony Blue. Hall was the first one that came out. Yeah, so it doesn't look like she was on any of the other singles, right? Because the, the featureds were Holy You Now, Married to Gold Rush, and We Belong Together. Mm. And none of those were singles. So yeah, okay. that was the first. Yeah. Beater. Cool. Um, yeah, I always thought that, you know, ending with Married to Gold Rush, you have the My Mistake, Sympathy, Sunflower, Flower Moon that felt like a separate chapter of the album, you know? Mm -hmm. And we talked about how the Danielle uh, duets are tent poles of the album and you kind of have something there, you know? Um, and really, we're not sure what any of these songs mean. I think we were a little, I mean, we felt decent about sympathy, but my mistake, we were kind of like, did someone just mess up? Uh, Flower Moon. I don't think we really came to a consensus on Flower Moon either. You know, wasn't um, it? I thought it was the kind of disbelief that it's over. It's because wasn't right. it referencing super rare events and saying we can imitate that? That's right. Okay, you're right, and I think it actually helps 
my thought on this because we have this we could even consider it like a midlife crisis but like maybe like yeah. a mid relationship crisis where this character commits a mistake um and is feeling terrible about themselves um and then has a brief interlude to talk about islamophobia in sympathy <laughs> um and then i think honestly sunflower the song is just about it's just a song about having a really good day a brief interlude. A brief interlude. I mean, okay. So, but think about it. When you're having a bad, I <laughs> when I told you that I like I quit Twitter for like a week because I just kept seeing like negative stuff, and it's like one thing after another. It's like when you're having a bad day, you see something like that, and you like meditate on it. And it's not good or bad for me to like temporarily forget that Islamophobia is a problem in the world. Yeah. But you know, for like my own personal sanity, I need to take a break from that for a sec. You know. Mm-hmm. So you sprinkle in a good day and then all of a sudden you're having this flower moon like maybe we can figure things out kind of thing someone asked me recently what how i would describe each of their albums and for modern vampires i said it's their jewish album the jewish album (laughs) and then for father (laughs) of the bride i i said like oh it's like talks about world religions a lot it does yeah (laughs) like christianity islam and then like throwing Mm -hmm. a relationship drama in there um and they were just like why why is it transitioned to that i'm like i don't know (laughs) i don't really know people are complicated i mean we and we all strive for strong interpersonal relationships but we're also complicated we think about different things uh as a college football podcast i listened to earlier this week a couple weeks ago shout out um Alex Kirshner split zone duo he said some of the same people that wanted to end American democracy also you know think that college players should be paid for the name image, image and likeness because people are complicated um <laughs> I thought that was very funny but people are complicated and you know the same people that are having these relationship tensions are also people that are thinking about Islamophobia which is weird true people are really. people are complicated I don't know what else to say <laughs> I wonder what Steve Lacey thought when uh when sympathy was played for him he's just like okay man you know you it's cool yeah it's like, not my favorite it's a lot of use, people love that you song you can use my quote but okay yeah but uh, any uh should we talk about some lyrics here yeah I I just wanted to start off by saying we we touched on this before we hopped on but it this song I think we'd be reading too much into it if we tried to attribute any deep deeper meaning than this is kind of a dude's rock fish imitation grateful dead jam amen and i think that's really exemplified by the austin city limits performance of this where it's just like a nine minute jam and just goes off the walls at certain points yeah um brian robert jones is a fantastic guitarist and i mean if if anyone if anyone hasn't listened to his recent single um shit in my on my ass (laughs) shit on my my ass actually depending on um, your your dialect there yes go ahead and give it a listen (laughs) he did a live performance of it that was just absolutely incredible makes you makes you tear up he is he like i think the perfect like mood of a guy to bring on like hey we need a guitarist and he just like (laughs) he just seems like a very dude's rock like i'm gonna hang out and he's got a great eclectic collection of guitars um for people that are into that sort of thing but he just kills it on this solo he takes uh this austin city limits performance um and the way that 
CT finds that original Sunflower beat towards the end of the solo mm-hmm. and brings Ezra and Brian back in is very Grateful Dead-esque because so often Jerry would get lost sometimes and whoever was playing the keys would get lost in the dead and mm-hmm. the two drummers would find their way. And it's just cool how the jam was loose and then tight and it was, I don't know, great, great song. And I think, yeah, I think when you take the whole like Grateful Dead influence, fish influence thing. This is them playing into that as much as they can. Yeah. Brian Robert Jones is also known for having done a full cover of the Unsync album, No Strings Attached. Yes. I haven't listened to any of it yet, but the interviews he had on Time Crisis about it were were very, very fun because you could tell. It's always fun when you just find somebody talking about something they really, really like and you can tell how excited they are. And he was very clearly excited about that. His fro is incredible. As oh well. my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we can only aspire. We can only try. Yeah. I would have to grow my hair out for probably like you, two or two you, or three more years. Yeah, you you could get a decent fro. I, my yeah, I can pull my it out. Wavy, not he's got no, yeah, he's curly. got so much volume. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, so I I think this song is just kind of good vibes going. Mm-hmm. Agreed. There's there's a little bit genius was talking about how the girl of the narrator's interest is the sunflower in this case and sure that's fine it fits with the album (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that but does it need to be no yeah, and I mean, if anything, this is this was the other A side of the double A side that was Sunflower and Big Blue. So if anything, there could be some sort of like nature environmental thing. If mm-hmm. that's even the route we want to take with Big Blue, because we didn't really figure out Big Blue either. Uh, but still that's on just the something Kentucky Wildcats, Kentucky Wild IBM, um, Echo the Dolphin, <laughs> Echo mm-hmm. the Dolphin. <laughs> Oh my god. That's the only one that I'm confident actually had a role in the song. Yes. No, totally. I completely agree. That makes the most sense. Oh. Um, so yeah, we can read through the lyrics. Uh sunflower in the morning, standing in the garden, all before you wake. No power can compel you out into the daylight. Let that evil wait. So one thing I think this is definitely kind of a writing lyrics that sound cool and kind of groove but no power can compel you genius does bring out how it kind of sounds like power of christ compels you which is from exorcisms totally and it does have the same rhythmic cadence to it um but it's a lot more less threatening uh version of it to where I think it's more just they're they're vibing. They're I was vibing say, outside. They're enjoying the sunlight, seeing a sunflower, just chilling. No power can compel you. It's just a really nice way of saying just chill out, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny that you say that we're writing lyrics that sound cool thing because I sent Nico uh, a live cut of the Grateful Dead's China Cat Sunflower, which starts with a guitar part an isolated guitar part that moves into like this jam. And that's just kind of a collection of lyrics that sound cool that I'm not really sure mean anything. Um, So same difference. You know, I I really do think that's all we're talking about here. 
And then that song came on the radio for me two hours later. So yes, it's all one song. The world is watching. The world is watching. <laughs> um, and then we have this nice little uh, verse bridge. I don't know what you want to call this. Strange thought upon the pillow. What day demands a date? Well, I don't know. That is just so I don't care what's going on right now. <laughs> like, yeah. literally, literally just hanging out. What day demands a date? Yeah, it sounds like someone was trying to have this heavy conversation and he just, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> what day does demand the date, though? Um, weddings, for one. And I think Genius actually said something about yes. that. Um, he said, hey, this could be the whole wedding theme. And this is, that kind of lends some credence to this being like some midlife crisis-y, like, let's just hang out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. you know weddings i mean yeah what other event do you plan like a year and a half in advance to date for what if she's leaving him because he's not taking it seriously he's not committing he yeah. refuses to schedule the wedding some people get engaged and just like sit there for a while yeah what day demands a date i don't know wrong noted in, noted in football schedules years <laughs> yeah. in advance don't act like you don't know which games you're going to in 2024. 24, no. 23, maybe. 22, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I pretty much know. Well, 24, what, what, which year do we play at Kyle Field? Twenty. This is 24 or 25. I forget exactly. I'm going to that one, I know. Yeah, as, as you should. Yes. So then Steve Lacey starts scatting as genius says <laughs> uh, and then goes back into another verse sunflower in the evening standing in the garden taking up that space no power can compel me back into the daylight let that evil wait so so time has passed we're in the evening now and we're still chilling we're that relation clock is ticking and they haven't <laughs> spent till the wedding the only thing now is that we ever so slightly have a negative connotation with taking up that space. Yeah. You know, that's, it's almost like you didn't notice it before and now it's there. Maybe, maybe it's just an acknowledgement of the passage of time by saying, Oh, there is something there. Well, it's the elephant in the room. It's Fair. her waiting for him to propose and just, no, it's Did we just there get- until, yeah, I hate that we gave it a meaning. It we gave meaning, meaning to this song. We don't. <laughs> Come on. It's well, an addiction. I'm well, sorry. Maybe we should just quit while we're ahead. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, the song's pretty much over after that. Yeah, that's it. it and they slow it down. They slow on the groove. They the the dooba dooba doobs. Um, which if you go to the Google lyrics, they actually print out the dooba dooba doos. Hell yeah. And then the outro is Ezra just saying, you know. You know. Yeah, and I guess that's probably just, it sounds cool. Well, I mean, if anything. Does she know? He ends, he ends his little bridge with, well, I don't know. But then you know. It's, it's a it's, juxtaposition there of we're in different places. True. And it's also like the saying, like, well, I don't know, you know? Like kind of. Yeah, like you know, confirmation sure. thing. Yeah, you know. Okay. But since that. it is split up. It can be, I don't know, but you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this relationship not going to work. Mm-hmm. 
because we have to be on the same page. Have we, I mean, we haven't finished the album yet. I think we still have one or two songs left, but do we feel like they make it? The fact that Spring Snow is at the end makes me think they don't make it. Yeah, no, they don't make okay. it. Okay. Spring Snow and then Jerusalem, New York, Ruin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the album, there's still love for each other, but they're not together. Well, that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, yes. oh, love. What a concept. It's remarkable, isn't it? I watched <laughs> Love Actually with my family last night after dinner. It's just what I an totally incredible film. It. That is You've my, seen it. That is my pop culture blind spot. It really is a stellar film. Um, I would say it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, probably my favorite rom-com besides Groundhog Day, if you want to count Groundhog Day as a rom-com. Um, this is our second Groundhog Day conversation the past few weeks. Good for us. <laughs> so is is that what you're going with for favorite Christmas movie? Um, I go back and forth on this. I do still think it's Christmas Story. Yeah, it's Christmas Story for me. Christmas Story is very, very good. Um, I think I would go Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, and then probably Love Actually. A good list. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What would, what would you say? I would go Christmas Story. Um, I would say Elf's probably up there as well. Mm-hmm. And then what would be top three? I'll go off Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown so, is very good. And I didn't yeah. see it this year. I probably should watch it, if not just for the jazz. Yeah. My mom had us watch it, and uh, we – we were like on our phones at certain points. She's like, you're not even watching. It's like, I've seen this so many times. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what's going on based on the audio. <laughs> I can quote this at this point. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's how I feel with Christmas Vacation and Christmas Story, honestly. Same. Like, just you can just quote it. Yeah. Dudes yeah. love to quote movies. <laughs> Dudes keep quoting <laughs> movies. I, I forget where I saw it, but a couple of years ago, someone tweeted like, before we had Twitter or the internet, dudes would just sit in a room and say anchorman quotes to each other <laughs> <laughs> truly truly yeah we've had a bit of a pop cultural uh i don't know there's been a lot of things in pop culture in the past few weeks that yeah so we haven't Spider-Man, recorded man we have Matrix. i was gonna say we haven't recorded in two weeks um spider-man came out uh, Nico and I actually found out that James Corden sucks I already um, for reasons beyond <laughs> what we previously thought. <laughs> I don't need reasons beyond what we don't I need it. To, I mean, thought. just look up James Corden's Reddit AMA because uh, I don't <laughs> want to repeat the things that were said. Um, but he might be an asshole. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, might with a strong. Yeah. Yeah. He, he probably um, is. Nico and I have both started reading Bride Brideshead Revisited. Um, Nico's true. further along than I. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it, it so far. Yeah, thanks, Vampire Weekend, for getting us in the books, broadening us. Because I mean, well, I I don't I haven't read too many English novels, so yeah. here we are. Yeah, so Evelyn any... Waugh, by the way, is a man. Just found that out today. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I was like, I know I missed it, but I corrected myself later in the episode. But I guess you didn't catch that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize until I saw the, the picture I... on the back jacket. It's like this is a man. Yeah. At the beginning of the episode, I said she, and then I corrected mm-hmm. myself. But. It's a boy named Sue situation, but instead of getting bullied, you write a great novel. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> great, 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 great life for everyone. Amen. 
Who wrote Boy Named Sue? Johnny Cash. That's right. Yes. I should have known that. That's okay. But someone covered it in the 80s. I'm, I'm like, sure. Ska. Well, now I want to find out. because I think it was like cover. a ska kind of cover. Boy Named Sue. This is a great radio. Um, here we go. To is it a true story came up? Is it a true story? Um, impacts Miley on Cyrus. popular culture. Yeah, all I see is Miley Cyrus, who I'm not thinking of. I'm not. Did you know that Johnny Cash was not the first person you sung it though? Wait, what? He wrote it. Oh, it's written he, by Shel Silverstein. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, that's awesome! Have you seen that one album cover of Shel Silverstein, where he's got the crazy face? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, this dude man. is behind so much of American pop culture, like far more than you think he is. Oh, he he had some Doctor Hook songs. He had some Irish Rover songs. Who like this is remarkable. From Chicago, too. How about that? Beautiful. Yeah, from Logan Square. Beautiful neighborhood. So back to Sunflower. Back to Sunflower. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. Yeah. Great song. Fun to listen to. I think it was, it's Nico's number one song of 2020. Is that right? Uh, 2020? Oh, was it? I thought you said it was either that or Flower Moon, right? Was I your number one was song Sunflower. of 2020? It's probably just because it's short. Yeah, it's easy the the song coming out was definitely shocking because we only had a basis of harmony hall 2021 this song in big blue to go off of all over the, for the new album and yeah then all the fans were just like what is happening but it, it works a little off but it works turned out to be pretty good so some might say favorite lyric I'm what gonna, day demands a date? Uh, okay. I'm going to go with doobie doobie doo. Doobie okay. doobie doo. Doobie 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 doo. I'll take it. Yeah. That is a lyric. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> then top five. Let's go. This life, stranger, uh, unbelievers, everlasting arms, white sky. I'm going to go flower moon. Everlasting Arms, Unbearably White, White Sky, Unbelievers, I think. Excellent. Okay, good job. <laughs> so song for next week. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have I have this week's hat. Um, we're bringing back the I'd rather be listening to Steely Dan hat. Uh, because I took a train to and fro my boyhood home this weekend. Uh, and as I tweeted and told Nico earlier, fusion is train music. Fusion is train music. And uh, picking this week's song, we are going with Obvious Bicycle. Hell yeah. So tune in next week, guys, to listen to us talk about Obvious Bicycle by the Empire Weekend. Take it easy, folks. Um, um.